Hello, this is Russell from Tomes of Evil. And you're listening to Last Sons of Krypton. Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of Earl. No, Gray from the House of Zod. And we're here for episode 99. So we oh. thought, you know, before 100 we cover one of like the really big Superman stories. Yeah. Uh, not not really like the, the average person wouldn't know this story like they'd know Red Sun. Mm-hmm. Um... Or whatever, but like when you get into Superman and his history, like this, this is a very influential story for the character. Yeah, and you know, quite a notable writer as well. Yes, mm. Megan. So, uh, a hidden gem, I think. Yes, it was, was a good suggestion by yourself, Connor. I think this was a good one. Yeah, I think it should be well known, more well known, because it, I think it's just quite important to how comics were developing at the time and the direction storytelling was going. And, you know, this this whole idea of... So, for starters, in case you didn't realise, we're covering Superman 247 mm-hmm. uh, with Elliot S. Magan's first Superman story, uh, Must There Be a Superman, uh, which was an instant classic. And you can feel this through a lot of future Superman stories. Like, this... This whole is Superman doing too much and holding people back becomes a motif of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some, yeah, it's, it's it's something that we've seen again and again yeah. um, throughout uh, the previous episodes that we've done. So yeah, it certainly mm-hmm. resonates um, throughout the decades. But yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. It's, it was interesting to know that this was you know one of the early iterations of that. Yeah. So this this is I think most notably riffed on in. Like, it's riffed on a lot of times in small ways, but, like, the major ones I can think of are, like, Red Sun and Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come directly references this a couple of times, and it's listed as inspiration. Uh, Red, Red Sun has that part where... One of my favourite parts of Red Sun is where people stop wearing life jackets because <laughs> they know oh. Superman will just rescue them if the boat sinks. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and obviously this was referenced in uh, Bambi Superman, as well you can even kind of link this kind of to a lot of acts by lois as well could you not i mean how she <laughs> genuinely puts herself in danger just to you fully knowing fully well that she must there to... be a lois lane yeah. i want to see that story <laughs> uh, <laughs> and i think i think this is a theme this i think this like uh like other superheroes started to use this sort of idea as well, or just mm-hmm. severe comics in general. So I think this is one of those little milestones in the comics industry. It's just not as well known. Um, I, w- I originally called it a deconstruction, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is because so there's this whole thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find, like, I was trying to find what the first attempt at a deconstruction was. Okay. Just because I was curious, like not not for any particular reason, yeah. And this was the earliest I could find because I knew yeah. Watchmen wasn't the first, 
And the earliest I got was Super Duper Man by Mad Magazine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which is in the 50s. Uh, But then I I asked Dave from Signal of Doom, and Dave didn't understand my question, and I was like, can you just ask it anyway? And um, (laughs) so he he actually asked Elliot S. Magan, like, is this meant to be, like, what? What what's he doing with this story? Is this meant to be a deconstruction? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he doing? And uh, we got an answer, so that was pretty cool. Oh, good, cool. Um, and I'll I'll read it out later. Oh, okay, yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be good. Um, but that yeah. search kind of ended up going nowhere, unfortunately. So, was that sorry? That that deconstruction search kind of ended up going oh. nowhere. Oh, just. But it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I was just. You don't mean once I start thinking about something, I'll yeah. get to the bottom of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so this this is 1972. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, 70s is where all this stuff started happening. Oh, sorry, Connor. Um, with this mm-hmm. issue, and I guess uh, its importance, you know, in in that aspect. Do you know if this yeah. comic is? Um, is it is it valuable on on the price guide? Is it is it a I wouldn't sort after? I'll, look. I'll just get the, the old cursory eBay look. Uh, it's, a, from, it's a rather old one. We're talking about seventy two. So. Yeah, they usually don't. I feel like seventies issues are a bit. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it, it depends, I guess. Uh, not no, not particularly okay. expensive. So uh, can yeah can twenty three twenty five plus. Okay. Postage twelve dollars, but that looks quite bad quality. Mm. Uh, depends on the quality. The higher quality ones seem to be a bit more expensive, but yeah, this is not. Oh, but not like in the hundreds. No, like no, oh, no. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, so it's an easy issue to own, I think, if you want to. Yeah. And like, I mean, I was looking through my DC Comics year by year, and this wasn't even mentioned. But you oh. know what was mentioned? Yeah. The first appearance of Terror Man. So, <laughs> really? you know, I don't know. I was a bit annoyed. I feel like this wow. really should be mentioned in that. Um, I mean, I can't explain the Terror Man thing, but I mean, there's a the, the, the sheer volume of Superman material means that the probability, you know, of, of picking so, a particular is, is quite low. This, well, um, this is so year by year, it has like 1972. So I feel like this would be pretty good odds to get in a 1972 DC retrospective. Oh, and, 19, oh, oh, it is. Sorry. Yeah, specifically it's, just the year. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it for sure. It didn't get a mention. Uh, so oh, wow. Superman references. It had, yeah, Terror Man, uh, a Superboy Legion story, and another Superman story, which we haven't covered, but I always see talked about. Uh and like yeah, so I was oh, wait, okay. disappointed. Disappointed because I mean, how many publications of Superman could there be in that one year? I mean, yeah. yeah. So the probability. I guess yeah. Terror Man's more important. <laughs> well, you'll get no arguments from Dave, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Adam. But yeah, so I mean, this is the '70s, the Bronze Age. So both Marvel and DC were really leaning into tackling social issues and being quote unquote a bit darker and more grown up, which mm-hmm. had evolved to even crazier levels in the eighties. But, you know, this is where we had the seventies where we had like, uh, you know, green arrows sidekick getting addicted to heroin. Harry Osborne was overdosing oh, wow. on drugs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. And yes, again, it's like, it's like, it's why it's one of my favorite decades because 
you know, writers who had been young and, like, they grew up and they were taking this stuff seriously. So they're like, I yeah. want to write serious comic books. And then they started yeah. asking these questions about these characters and stuff. And yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of creativity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it would seem the logical step. I mean, if you look at the mm. previous decade as well, um, of stories back then, of, you know, various titles, um, it, it was inevitable, I, I think, mm, that definitely. we were to get like a a more of a, a, a different perspective, uh, you know, darker, I don't know what you'd call it, grittier, um, more realistic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, the 70s, absolutely, kind of brought that about. But you still get the flavour of, I mean, this is in no way, it's, it's still very different. Oh, yeah, it's not like modern. grim. Mm. You know. Yeah. So um, uh, that would come, you could say, in the next decade or so. Yeah. But yeah. As much as I loathe the term, you know, comics are growing up a little bit. This is where they really grew <laughs> up, uh, as opposed, you know, uh, Alan Moore, great writer, but uh, storytelling evolves. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. because it was for 10-year-olds in the 40s doesn't mean that's the only market now, you know? Sure. So, yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, Superman 247. So this is reprinted in uh, The Greatest Superman Stories Ever Told and Superman, A Celebration of 75 Years. Yeah. So we have... Uh, so there's two stories here. And there's a third story, but we're covering the two stories, which the the main story and the backup. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the cover first, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, as you mentioned, Ray, uh, I guess a bit of an iconic cover because you weren't sure if we'd <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was like this before. It was a, a huge sense of deja vu mm. here, Connor, and um, I do recall, and we were talking beforehand. There was, I mean, it's it's not uncommon, I guess, to have a superhero on trial at some point. But there was nah. a Superman on trial, and there was, there was like a, I wouldn't say exactly a jury of identical looking people, but yeah. there were, you know, accusations cast towards Superman. Mm -hmm. And I think what you mentioned was what we had covered, which was the Legion of superheroes. There was a yeah. a story. I think that was it. Yeah, Superboy's um, tied up, and mm. they're all yelling at him. Yes. Um, uh, Superman on trial is a motif. Yeah, that was used in Batman v Superman as well. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah. like a recent thing too. Uh, yeah. You know. But the the point of difference though here is that we mm -hmm. we actually get uh, so these these guardians of Owa kind of mm -hmm. they're connected to the Green Lanterns. Yeah, they're their um, bosses. The bosses, yeah. But they they're pretty much. Like the elders of the universe, are they like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, they're the the guardians of the universe. <laughs> mm, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Know, says it all right there. They're, they're, I mean, they have like a big, interesting history and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. But do they do they serve a higher entity or are they are they so. top of the ch so they're top of the chain? Right? Top of their food chain. Top it's like the they have authority over the new gods or anything. Ah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know if the new gods are created yet, though, because oh, I'm okay. pretty sure the 70s was when Jack Kirby moved to DC from Marvel. Right, okay. So Could that, be that's this time. They, yeah. Well, I mean, that they came through, I mean, they debuted in Jimmy Olsen, and that's that's when Jack Kirby started writing Jimmy Olsen, so... Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know heaps about them, but they they pop up in like big events and stuff. Like they were, the, their backstory is a thing important yeah. for Crisis on Infinite Earths and okay. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I always kind of liken them to say, you know, maybe the Elders of the Universe in the Marvel Universe or or the Watchers, but they seem to be a lot more active. Yeah, they're more active than the Watchers, yeah. Yeah. and I think they're less powerful than the Watchers as well. Oh, the Watchers okay. have a tendency to just get killed for plot reasons, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> for, for shock factor. Yeah. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh no. That's <laughs> what every every Marvel event, the obligatory every... C-lister dies. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And when She-Hulk died. Oh yes, she yeah. did, didn't she? Well, she was critically injured. I remember that in Civil War Two. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't yeah. everyone love Civil War Two? Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, War Machine, he died. Yes. Yeah. Uh, heavy quotations, by the way. Um, oh yes, of course. No, <laughs> it's you're a War Machine like, fan. Yep, sorry. It lo- it just loses. Like events have just become. Oh, they they churned out. And, it's so and pointless. Like there's no stakes mm. because it never really changes anything. Hmm. It doesn't actually. It, it's quite disappointing. You lose the impact of what an event yeah. is. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've dipped my toe in a couple of the events recently. I don't get all of them because it's just unrelenting. But yeah, there's nothing, there's no huge impact. I think they no. try to make one lasting, you know, something happens in the event that, that does have a long lasting effect. But yeah, you know. I think I now it's more about just having a. I mean, they try and make it seem like there's a big impact, but mm. I think now it's more about just the excuse of having, like, a huge team-up with the whole universe, but I just don't care. But the problem is, like, with that, is that they don't focus on the action with it. So, mm. it, it, you know, there's nothing... Of course, there's nothing wrong with dialogue and, and you know, building a story, but when the mm. action just becomes, like, something in the background while they discuss stuff, it's like, well, who... Who cares? <laughs> you yeah, know? Especially what they're talking I'd... about isn't like worth. <laughs> mm, yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyway. Yes, events uh, a problem people have been arguing about for a long time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So make it make events ca- hashtag make events count. That's all I'm asking. Hashtag a- and reduce uh, the number of them. <laughs> well, just have the like don't have them leak into everything else so much. Mm. Yeah. But uh, once, anyway. once every once every three years. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Say once every ten years. Every ten. Ooh, that'd be even yeah. better. It's a hot take. <laughs> What's a decade? Yeah, no, it's it's not a hot take. I'm sure a lot of people never want to see them again. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, back to a wonderful time before there was any events. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> about, about fifteen years before the first events, anyway. So yes, uh, this is published January 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writer is Elliot S. Magan, penciler Kurt Swan, Inca Murphy Anderson, editor Julie Schwartz. Uh, I quite like the cover, you know. Yeah, yeah very symmetrical. Yeah, very, very dramatic. Dramatic, yeah, from a lower point of perspective. Yeah. Looking up, uh, Superman looking, you know, bulky, bulky and grimacing. Um, yeah. Very cool. So apparently this story did really well. Okay. And uh, Elliot S. Mangan just didn't know about it till later because I was uh, for anyone who uh, should check out Signal of Doom's interview with him that they did recently. Mm. And he was saying like they never were aware of how their comics were selling. Oh yeah, they also prevent, okay. them, prevent them asking for like pay rises and stuff. I think so. Oh. And uh, Jeff Loeb said 
like yep. years later that this was like a classic at the time. So okay, because uh, this was Jeff Loeb's idea. It's his idea. Yes, because they met at his dad's house. Oh, and Jeff Loeb apparently suggested something like, "What if you have a story where Superman's too heroic and it's hurting people?" And cool, it must there be a Superman? Mm. And okay. uh, apparently, yeah, he forgot it was Jeff Loeb's idea until he got reminded years later, and. Jeff Loeb uh, said he just ripped this idea for Spider-Man 100, uh, okay. which I haven't read. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've read either. Yeah. I may have, I can't remember. I don't, not don't quite know. sure how it translates to Spider-Man, but, mm. you know, there you go. Jeff well, it's just a good writer, I'm sure. It's... Well, just about the superhero questioning whether he's needed, I guess. Mm. The abstract, anyway. Yeah, yeah, Loeb's, yeah, Loeb's good. Yeah. So, yeah, all that, all that stuff's interesting. But, uh, yeah, let's... Kurt, Kurt's one art, kind of. Mm, it's, it's always nice to go. Really nice, yeah, to get back into that. It's not just the way he does faces. Yeah, very classic. Very classic. Simon looks quite old here. Like, not, he does. not like an old man, but... Well, for me, uh, he's got that kind of 50s, 60s kind of... You know how... You, you get shots of people from the 50s or 60s and they look like they're 35, but they're like really 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Everyone was just... very leathery in the yeah. 60s. Um, so we, we start off, uh, you know, the first page, it sort of teases what's coming in the future, but he's, he's stopping this giant yellow spore blob. Um, and this right away, I'm thinking, you know, this is hats off to S. Magan. Because I, I don't know about you, kind of spores mm. and all that. It's really kind of not icky, but it, it's something I wouldn't have expected. It's kind of really sci-fi and kind of gross. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so to me it seemed like an, um, not a typical, say, thing that Superman would come across. Mm. Uh, but it was, so it was fun. Oh, I thought it was great. A, a sack of spores, a pod of spores. Yeah. yeah. It was. It presents... Uh, Challenge, and as we find out later, the Guardians told to do it because none of their Green Lands could handle it because it was yellow. Uh, mm. The whole yellow being a weakness uh, is a thing yes. uh, back then, and uh, I don't think it's as simple as the fact that I think like the colors have sort of energies or something. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. neat concept, and uh, so it's near Red Sun, so he's weakening. That's right. He... So he's weakening. That's right. Yep. And how's this like? I was pretty impressed by this. Doesn't he? He kind of creates... Yeah. Like a planet. Yeah, like a miniature planetoid. <laughs> like he just... Superman uses um, asteroids, meteoroids. He smashes them together and he creates a small planet. Yeah. And then so he pushes he it. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Push it into it and blow it up because he can't, he can't punch his way through the spore cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the effort knocks him out, and uh, there's like a little spore planet, like he's on its ring. Yeah, on the outside. Yeah, that's right. Just asleep. They kind of looked like they had smiley faces on the spore for a little <laughs> while. But yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah, there's that looks like a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. But he gets. So it's, a, it's a nice opening. It is. Yeah. It's straight into it, like full on sci-fi. Mm. Um. I mean, if the if the cover didn't give that away, but yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, 
taken by the Green Lanterns. Uh, this Green Lantern's an actual character as well. Oh, okay, because um, I was about to ask. Um, that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know. Sorry. You don't know much about um, Karuga? No, I don't know much about her, but she was around. In, Katma. Uh, Katma. She debuted in 1964. So. Okay. You don't know, is she around now? or uh, Maybe. I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> Deep dive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my Green Lantern knowledge is very, uh, despite the fact that I've read some Green Lantern, it's pretty surface level. I'd still like to get into Green Lantern, I think. Did you I say you read great. the Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp? I have it all. I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. You have, have you read one of them or? No. no. I've okay. heard from, I've heard mixed things from Green Lantern fans. Okay. Um... But, but I've also heard really good things. So okay. uh, I think, I don't know, uh, maybe I think like the complaints where he wasn't really progressing the Green Lantern storyline and instead he was just sort of doing deep dives into pre-crisis stuff. Oh, um, okay. I mean, but that sounds exactly like him. And it's not easy for new people to read or something. But I mean, oh, I okay. saw the panel where he like put Earth under arrest. Oh, okay. And that was pretty great. <laughs> cool. So, you know. Anyway. This uh, next thing I thought was pretty impressive. They put Superman in, like, the lantern, right? Yeah, the core power battery. Oh, yeah. the Sorry, the battery. That, mm. um, so that's cool. Oh, yeah, I mean, which I, looks like a lantern, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the... I, I mean, although they really, really don't get a crossover of sorts, uh, I just love how it's kind of touched into the Green Lantern corner mm. just for a bit. I guess, yeah, if you're asking this sort of question, um, you know, like who... Superman doesn't have a boss, obviously. Mm. It's like who is above Superman that can kind of propose this question or view him as like a yeah thing. And it's like, well, I guess the Guardians of the Universe would. They'd be the logical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. if we're looking up at tears as well, and again, listeners, please excuse my um, <laughs> lack thereof, but you, Mixy McSpicklick, he'd be mm. up there, wouldn't he? Like, he's like yeah. way up there. He'd, he's above the god, new gods, wouldn't he be? Maybe? No? Yeah, he's weird. Like, I would I would put him above, like, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. just what they can do. Uh, so, but... Yeah, it's not. He's not exactly like a multiversal threat or whatever, because he mm, okay. sort of just screws around. <laughs> yeah, but he's just not used much in terms of like large stakes or serious things. Like he's just not a character people use that much. I guess because like the nature of him, you know, being a bit of a a prankster, but also I guess it all being below him, like you know. Yeah, I mean, he definitely wouldn't even care. Like, he, mm. I mean, I could see him doing this to mess with Superman. Just for his amusement, right? Yeah, he doesn't, but... He doesn't so really care about it, yeah. He wouldn't really have those sincere motivations behind it. Yeah. Like, the Guardians, he would just be doing it to screw with him. So, yeah. uh, but a great example of fighting, like, fighting against someone with Mr. Spitlick's power is Emperor Joker. Oh. And, yeah. obviously, the Grant Morrison action comics run uh, yeah. has... has that's it's, right. uh, different mixer, you're right. Different, different imp, but yeah. same powers. Same powers, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah. I think it. I think it takes a pretty talented writer to use him like that, though, because that's a very, <laughs> mm. 
you know, writing writing a villain who can like do anything, and mm. he's like genu- genuinely villainous as opposed to just messing with you. Oh yeah, it's a hard. Cool. Yeah, it would be a hard thing mm. to like. Why wouldn't you have him just obliterate or, or you know you've you've got to yeah. justify why he treads that line. Mm. Yeah, and uh, both both those stories do it really well. So yeah, yeah, but. Uh, so Superman took care of the spores and, you know, the Guardians of the Universe are like, hey, do you want a tour? But first they're like, <laughs> oh, we think you might be interfering with uh, human social growth. And yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I mean, obviously this was their intent, but mm. um, I was just, I was just kind of, you know, smirking at the fact that they're whispering, you know, well, Superman's got super hearing. I'm sure he can easily lock into it. Um, but yeah, we we find out that they try to kind of well, um, yeah, they plant that seed. Yeah, they're whispering in the hopes that he overhears them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I mean, that's yeah, exactly. This I mean, weird gaslighting, quote unquote gaslighting thing that's going on. Yeah, that that's doing, which is pretty funny. That's their intent. They're <laughs> very <laughs> underhanded. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even Superman's still been taken on the tour, and he's thinking. Cultural, oh, he's just thinking the whole time, yeah. yeah cultural lag? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. Um, and, uh, you know, another story which really explores this, which I forgot to mention, is Lex Luthor, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. That's, like, his main sort of reasoning for why Superman is bad is because he has crippled human development. Mm. Uh, and this is a thing that uh, Elliot S. Megan plays with, apparently, in his novel, Last Son of Krypton. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the way he paints Lex in that is that Lex could have been Leonardo da Vinci, but the presence of Superman mm. made him irrelevant. Ah, that's, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Which is, like, those those two books he did I really want to read. Yeah. Uh, Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday. Uh, which, apparently, he came up with both of those terms. Like, where his invention... Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Miracle Monday is somewhat lesser known, but Last Night of Krypton is like an iconic. Well, we'll have to thank him. Mm. <laughs> and he was saying on that interview, he was getting annoyed that he didn't even get a mention on Superman and Lois when they used the Miracle Monday phrase, and he kicked oh, up the skin about it. Really? And I'm like, good on you, man. Take it to that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's just like, I know, I know the companies own these characters, but being a writer and just seeing your, like, yeah, phrase you come up with and you're never credited for it. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there is the argument of both. I mean, I can see that the company mm. owns the, um, you know, the rights and the property of it all, but it's just the the least they could do. Just acknowledge that you know this creator. I mean, is Penguin Classics going to start t- taking credit for like Frankenstein? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, exactly. An extreme example, but it's, like, the same idea. Mm. Mm. Uh, like, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with paying lip service, at least. Not at all, no. You know, especially, just... especially for this, you know, and I just want to be careful what I say, but, not, mm. I mean, not especially for, but, um, yeah, for this sort of creativity, like, mm. in, in writing, I think it's definitely warranted. Yeah. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, they're doing they're doing it. They're a lot better with that now. Yeah. I don't. Uh, at the end of Black Adam, they thanked a bunch of writers. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they do, and they are a bit more mindful of that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I'd be yeah. curious to look at the end of like, because this is this is very, but like Man of Steel or BVS, because they had direct inspirations. Uh, oh, so I'm just curious yeah. if they thank any of the writers in Have those. They, they should. I mean, I reckon they would. I mean, this day and age with the um, the movies, you see, at towards the very end, they were a while ago. Though. Small, yeah, true. But potentially, if you look yeah. at the small print towards the end, maybe <laughs> you can't you can't do Bavi Superman and then not thank Dan Jurgens at the end. Oh, I'm just saying. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, put, put him in in limelight. In the yeah, limelight. No, directed by Dan Jurgens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's coming out soon, that 30th uh, Oh yeah, you sh- of Superman, and I'm just he like... He showed me. He showed me some, some juicy photos, Conrad. Oh, my God, all the variants. <laughs> Whoa, a little hello. Ding dong. <laughs> uh, anyway, this should be, should be interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, so... I'm circling back to this issue, Connor. Yeah. Sorry, I was just uh, got a message. Oh, yeah. No worries. My little write-up. Um, uh, yes, back to this. So, yeah, Superman's mulling it over, mm-hmm. and the, the uh, Guardians are showing him all this cool stuff, and then he shows him a thing that the Justice League just did, and we get yep. a nice editorial note telling us what issue had happened, if you want to yeah, go check Yes. Bit of connection. Yep. Justice League 86. So they liberated this planet or something, and then the Justice League restored, like, the planet's ecology and just kind of fixed it, mm-hmm. but said, uh, you know, we can do this now, but we can't be here forever. So you yeah. have to, you know, face your own problems now, stop polluting your planet, get better, all that sort of stuff, all relevant mm-hmm. to us as well, obviously. Uh not that we're about to explode like Krypton. Maybe we are. Who knows? Maybe there's a thrill out there that's ranting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but again, a sign of the times as well. They were very. Um, what was it? Was it the Terror Man one where we? It was all about pollution. Like there was the 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 running theme of, you know, you're polluting the planet and stop pollution. Um, I know Terror Man becomes like a guy like that. I'm not sure if I haven't read that issue that you right. guys did. Yeah. So there was just a, I mean, there was definitely an eco awareness. Um, and, you know, I, I pick it up here as well. Yeah. You know, again, it could be during the time, something that was kind of, um, you know, the socio climate of the time. Yeah. People were aware of that. So, yeah. I mean, people yeah. wanted, like, people wanted their heroes to start tackling real world issues. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, they hadn't really been doing that. I mean, God, we go back to the 30s and 40s. Superman was doing that, like, at the start. Mm. But then it fairly quickly became pure fantasy. Yeah, Uh, just fantastical. Like, like I would say, like, within... I mean, Tasman would know, but I would say within, like, five years, outside of stuff doing, you know, to do with the war, Mm -hmm. very rarely, I think, you would have any sort of real-world stuff in your comics. But, yeah, the 70s is, like, when that's what people wanted. People... People well, reading these comics grow up and they're like, hey, why aren't they, yeah. you know? Oh, well, I guess it was more, I mean, it was a more pure sense of escapism. Yeah. I guess it, with all those world problems, real world problems happening, it was, you know, a way to kind of get away mm. from it all. Whereas they're kind of now coming back and it's like. Well, there was no war. 
there's now, no war and it's um, Vietnam had just ended. Yeah, and it, it's a self awareness of you know the planet, yeah, and what we are doing with it and, and all that. So yeah, and which is still still happening. Uh, yes. you know, it's yeah. not not well. Okay, a lot of the time it is as hand fisted as the seventies, but uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it isn't as hand fisted as the seventies were. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see it, and you could you could overdo it. I think today. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. Uh, yeah. you know, it's cool to see this evolution again. I, yeah. I've said it before. Like you can look at each decade of Superman, and that can really reflect the cultural zeitgeist at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's interesting to look at all the decades. It is good. Yeah, Put, uh, putting this in context, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just like reading it and going, oh, this is like a seventies comic, and it's, you know, it's, yeah, it is it's it, kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it is dated, but like not in a, yeah. you know, I mean, not, not like obnoxiously dated, if that no. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look at 60s, 70s, 40s to the 80s to the 90s, it's it's all dated. I mean, you can, mm. yeah, you can pretty much tell. And it's like it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, it? absolutely. It's it's something that you you know you you lean into because it's you know that this is a like a classic comic so mm. yeah yeah and uh like the especially when you know what it's doing holds up mm-hmm. as yeah. well yeah. is important yeah so yeah but it's a cool cool segment of that that justice league adventure then mm-hmm. they're like well see you superman have a great trip <laughs> <laughs> well they're probably yeah. sniggering with their big heads that he's yeah. you know we've done it we've Yes. We've well, yeah, they even say manipulated him. progressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I so mean, you goes. should mention they, they literally implant the idea in his head as well. Oh, they when literally? He's in the power battery. Yeah. Oh, like, he's in the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, a bit of insurance and then a bit of hearsay. Yeah. Um, just out of earshot. Just make sure the hits home what they want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so he returns to Earth. Yep, in California, Central a conf- California. A confused Superman, because he's been yes. thinking about it all the way back to Earth. Yeah. So these, I mean, you know, we're talking about dated, Connor, and I, I found these examples quite um, random, but anyway, mm-hmm. we can go through it. So he, he comes across like a, yeah, an, an orchard. Yeah, the plantation. Uh, the plantation, sort of. yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> these peaches, like this guy abusing the younger hired hand, um, and it looks like they're mostly immigrants, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the the little boy, the boy is the right? boy is but definitely they, yeah, yeah. But they they mostly yeah, yeah. And there's, um, so there's been a strike. Well, there was supposed to be a strike, but the boy's the only one who didn't chicken out. Mm, yes. And Superman's like, what's going on here? And I find it, I find it uh, amusing how disgruntled he is throughout this whole issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's just got, like, a permanent expression of annoyed on his face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, you know. Yeah. And, you um, know it's, yeah. It's just a strange example to open it up for Superman to interact, I thought. Um, but, yeah, what, nevertheless, what, it's uh, original. What type of example are you expecting, I guess? I don't know. Um, so this is one of the, the first examples, right, of Superman yeah. um, saying, you know, why don't you take care of it yourself? I don't know. I guess something a bit more 
dramatic, maybe a bit larger scale. I don't know, something like uh, <laughs> if I could say with a smirk, say a, a burning building, you know, and you have firemen, you know, there. But it's like, oh, Superman's here, oh, he'll solve it. You know, something that's a bit more... Well, I think that's a bit extreme, though. I don't think Superman's going to be like, you need to solve this burning building on your own then fly off. <laughs> well, it is a little bit extreme, but but also at the same point, like the, in the same token, maybe Do you think not, it's like, just sort of like oddly specific? Odd, yeah, oddly specific, yeah, mm. this one. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe if it's a... I don't know, yeah. yeah. Something that's a little bit more um, general Normal for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, not to say that he can't do. Well, this. we get there. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, so I think, I think the, I mean, obviously, I think the idea is to start with something small. Yep, yep. And then get to something bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of what you could do. Uh, small scale instead. But yeah, I, I, I definitely get what you mean. Yeah. Because like when you typically read a Superman comic, he's generally not getting involved in. True. This stuff sort of like stuff. This. Because, to be fair, it doesn't make for exciting reading, right? So, no, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. this week on Superman, he goes to, you know, <laughs> yeah, the plantation yeah. where little Timmy's being slapped by his mean boss. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to be fair, that could be an episode of the George Reeves show, now that I think yeah, about yeah. it. But, could be, yeah. <laughs> you know, he just comes in and starts punching people. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he should be hitting, uh, even if he's on strike, he shouldn't be hitting him. You know, exactly. No, you shouldn't. No. At the same time, all these other guys. Uh, as, didn't do it. Mm. As says, you're acting real tough now that I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like they didn't do anything. Uh, so like they're they're both in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I guess it is a yeah. That's right. It's an example where not only yeah, not only is one person in the wrong, but you know the mass majority are as well. So yeah. Morally, should be doing something, and he's like, you know, this isn't my job mm. <laughs> to put your boss in jail, and it's not my job to put your employees in line. Yeah, um, you know, so yeah, uh, he go, he talks to Manuel, and Superman's like, yes. you know, I need to get perspective from this guy because he's the only one who's not crazy, or he's not. Well, he's the one that kind of stood up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get uh, some really nice artwork in these. Yeah. Kind of like pencil, I don't know, mm. pencil sketches. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Man- Manuel was in Mexico. His father, uh, on his deathbed, told him to go to America, mm-hmm. the American dream and all that, and obviously a similar parallel to Superman. Yes. And we get, you know, the side-by-side of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but then does it happen here? Uh, the earthquake? Not yet. No. Not yet. No. So he no, takes no. him to his village because Superman's like, "Will you show me where you live?" Yep. And Super Hombre is here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And th- and they come to him with all these requests. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. like uh, probably would happen. Like if Superman rocked up, people'd be like, "Oh man, Superman, he's so mm. nice. You know, can you do this? Can you do that?" Yep. And we get that awesome close-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It actually reminded me of uh, Connor. I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm watching a little bit of... I'm watching some Disney movies, let's just say that. Um, okay. 
for little little with little Finn. Uh, yeah, and, I gathered you weren't doing it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and there's actually they're really good actually, I should say. But anyway, watching? there's oh no, I've watched a whole heap of them, but um there's one called You watched Hercules? No, I haven't yet. No, more the modern <laughs> ones. But uh, I um but I will I will go back to the, the, the classic ones. But there's one called Encanto and mm. uh it's a it's a story about a family they all have kind of superpowers. They're blessed with these superpowers and they help the village. Um, and this reminded me, uh, there's there's a big sister, her name's Louisa, and she's super strong. And uh, she goes into the village, but she gets inundated with requests from yeah. everyone in the village. Can you do this? Can you fit? My my house is sinking or it's, it's falling to yeah. one side. And so she does all this. And it just reminded me, like, Superman is, this in, is in this predicament um, mm. because, because, you know, he's a quick fix. You know, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, they're like that. That's the saying, like the roof's falling in, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. Can you put uh, someone the boss in, jail. in jail? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not necessarily like you know, for, for pure motives as well. Some of it's like people just want to do it because they want it, you know. So well, I think, not... I think Senor Harley is the boss at the plantation. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it's like. But you know. I mean, who, who's Superman? To, like you know, he's he's fighting for justice. He, you know, they're asking of him something that's not really, it's kind of not really in his scope, so to speak. Well, I don't, I don't know if he says it now, earlier or later, but there is a point where he says, like his career, he's been deciding what's right and wrong through mm. brute force. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be a bit later, but uh, yeah, yeah. He says he's not going to do anything. Mm. Because uh, you need to, you know, be able to help yourselves. Look, and at their then, face. Uh, Look at their faces, especially that woman at the front. She seems she's giving him the dirtiest look. Well, we kind of saw that before. If you remember yeah. a long, long time ago when I was on the Moon Knight podcast. Mm. And I don't know if we read the issue, but I picked that issue and Superman was uh, losing his powers. Mm-hmm. He was kind of screwing up like he wasn't really able to save stuff. Right. And everyone turned on him really quickly. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a Denny issue, but, like, he uh, he was able to, like, uh, I don't know, he was able to save a couple of people, but, like, the whole property got burnt down and stuff, yeah. and everyone got mad at him because they lost all this money, yeah. despite the fact that he saved their lives. And I think it's not the same as this, but it's similar. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it because it does mm. highlight the... You know, the pen- potential nastiness of human nature, basically. Well, just how quickly they turn on. Yeah, well, just him. exactly. If if the, if it, he can't do something for you, then they don't they don't like you. It's it's pretty yeah. shallow, but unfortunately, it's part of our human nature. Oh, and I mean that that's the yeah. reason I chose that issue all the way yeah. back then as well, because uh, yeah. he kept doing the right thing. You mm. know, you know yeah. they were just like spitting on him. <laughs> well, not literally, but they were pretty cranky. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that that. That reminded me as well, yeah, that crowd scene where everyone's giving him a dirty look. Unfortunately yeah. for Superman's argument, an earthquake interrupts. I know. this Which is, is not good uh, timing. Um. It's not good timing at all. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, spectacular what he does. Um, a, a nice little display. I love, of his, yeah, I love all these super solutions. Yeah. And, and again, like we spoke about it before on countless mm. other uh, episodes about how writers will get into the detail of, yeah. of something that's purely fiction science fiction but uh it's fun to see superman do this stuff and kind of kind of you know understand how it would work physically like with the laws of physics like one of the things i like about 
uh, Superman the movie, the the Richard Donner one, is how the final boss of that movie is an earthquake. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. And uh, in the Superman Returns video game, the final boss is a tornado, yeah. and a lot of people make fun of that. And I'm like, I mean, from a video game perspective, you'd expect like a big punch up with Mongol or something, right? Uh, yeah. He is actually in that game, Ooh. but um, I don't know. Like the idea of a natural disaster mm. is the just force of nature, basically. Yeah, and the stakes are like, you know, it, that game has famously Superman has no health bar. The city has a health bar. Ah. Instead. Oh, okay. And I think it's a really neat idea. And I don't know, just the idea of Superman like racing against time and coming up with, like, these intuitive ways to solve these problems. Again, we've talked about this heaps, but uh, I'll always cite Unchained mm-hmm. as oh, being yes. a really good example. Yes, that. yeah, the, the tsunamis and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, like, flash freeze it and stuff. And, yep. uh, yeah, so this, he sort of, like, smooths out the friction yeah. of the rocks, and then he gets, like, a bunch of soft dirt and, uh, like, you know, Will this, would this hold up to science? I don't know. There's a whole yeah, documentary yeah. Uh, called Superman and Science, which I've yet to watch. Oh, okay. Right. But uh, so that that was done after Superman mm-hmm. Returns. And I yeah. think it, like, just breaks down scientifically all his powers that we've seen. Okay, kind of like Mythbusters. Yeah. 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 Maybe a little less obnoxious. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's it's a cool sequence. That doesn't that lasts about a page or up. Yeah, but, just he he, he lessens it. Well, I guess eventually he stops the earthquake, or the earthquake just goes away because he's lessened it to an extent. Um, yeah. This is yeah. our action for the issue, I guess. That and the opening. Mm. But now, like the town is <laughs> kind of in ruins. They're like, "Please help our houses." Like, Come are... on, people! Yeah, help us! Like, if you didn't help us before, you just told us to piss off. And look at us now! <laughs> look at us now! And he's like, "Yeah, no, yeah, he has to help them now." Yep, because uh, like, makes a point. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? So, in super quick time, he's repaired like broken mm. houses. I'm, I'm assuming the internal fit out is spectacular um yeah. things are yeah all in a blink of an eye he's done this for the whole village and they're over the moon um just look at their faces they're chuffed yeah and he's he's like now yeah, listen i was going to tell you something before it's happening they're like oh there's even more you wanted to do for us and he, <laughs> he's like no <laughs> yeah. so he makes a point like you know <laughs> yeah. like you can't can you can't help an earthquake. You yeah, can't yeah. control that. So I will help you here. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's a disaster. Yeah. Um, but things that you can do for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. He he manages to turn it around because it does look a bit silly on his behalf mm. on initial read because he does have this huge speech. And then he goes, oh, okay, okay, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll help you out. But, you know, yeah. he does have a point. It is an earthquake and it's something that they... <laughs> I mean, again, what I was saying with the burning building, Connor, I mean, it's kind of, um, well, that's a different example because we have means to, to counter that. Yeah. I guess I guess an earthquake, you you don't, so. Well, I guess the, the thing I was thinking with the burning building is, like, if lives are at stake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I understand, yeah, that. But, yeah, lives are not at stake if, yeah, you know. Um, and that's the whole thing is, like, these people are probably like, you know, but it would take Superman like a second to fix mm. this. But there's yeah. six billion people on the planet. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you can't do it for everyone. 
How, how long is that? Like, Six billion seconds. How much does that equate to? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but there's like a, you know, it's for anything, right? It's for people, people who give to charity, therapists and stuff. Mm. It's like you, you can't, like there's only so much you can give. Yeah, you've got to help yourself. Like, yeah. You, well, yeah, sorry, there's only so much you can give. Yeah, exactly. Well, I exactly. mean, you have to help yourself to be able to help other people. You know, like, so that it's, it's an interesting idea having Superman, like, kind of has to draw a line as to how much. And that's not really the thing of this issue, but that's something that's definitely been explored later on is Superman does have to switch off sometimes mm. uh, to stay sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the in, like the converse what, of what this message is, which is essentially mm. that, you know, people have got to take ownership and responsibility to an extent. Um, for their troubles and work things out. You know, he's not going to be there all the time. Don't be so, I guess, lackadaisical with what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and rely, just rely, um, be kind of, what's the word? Um, well, I can't think of it at the moment. Gotta be self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, on the flip side as well, for Superman, how does that, how does all this, all these demands affect him? And, and as you said, that's kind of explored elsewhere, I think. It's um, not really touched mm. upon here, but, yeah, it, it does open the door to that. I, yeah. I, do, I do like Little Man well. Um, again, look, and I love Kurt Swan. Just the, uh, the, the little tears to me are very, <laughs> are very just kind of uh, cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got full-on tears down his, down his eyes. Teardrops, um, shall I say? Mm. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he manages to convince them. I mean, he obviously Manuel's on his wavelength. Yeah, but he does give them the speech, like you know, you need to be guardians of your own destiny. Uh, see ya. <laughs> well, that, well he, I mean, that's it. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, they yeah. and then they say yes, I promise, and I'm sure. Look, if he's affected one or a handful of people, then mm. that is something. I guess yeah. you can't convert everyone wholeheartedly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's all about you know. Yeah. Um, teach a man to fish. Yes. Etc. Uh, and then yeah, Superman's we... flying back to the Galaxy Broadcasting Center, his mm -hmm. job, and then he hears about uh, pleasure cruiser endangered by a water spout. And he goes off to help. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, it's a big tornado. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, and they're like you know. So the Guardians end with Kal-El is somewhat troubled by uh, is troubled somewhat by an idea that never crossed his mind before: the fact that people of Earth must progress unaided by outsiders from other worlds. Then our task is done. We must let time. We must let time take its course. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It was. It was kind of a. Uh, yeah. It was. A, to me, it was an abrupt ending, but it kind of made. Well, there's no answer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. I don't think you should have a answer i think it should just be so, like a thought process that superman mm. will think about and he does think about from this point onward um yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that, that's that story mm -hmm. uh, what, what are your thoughts <clears throat> yeah i mean uh, just as we discussed uh, throughout the the panels um i enjoyed it yeah for the most part it was, it was quite quirky i guess as i mentioned just some random as you said um specifics um, yeah, for, for examples, but you know that's 
it's not to say that that can't be done. I mean, you could choose whatever. Megan could have choos- mm. chosen whatever. Um, so he just chose uh, the the orchard or the vineyard with the workers. Um, but yeah, this was um, yeah, it was it was it was good. I mean, art by Kurt Swan was was great mm. as always. Um, yeah, the 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 action pieces were all more to do with with the forces of nature. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I agree. Like the stuff, like when he gives him the speech, and then he goes. Um, I think that was uh, that was kind of well done. I mean, he can't do anything more than that. Mm. Um, and you know, he said his piece. Uh, yeah, and just a yeah, just a, an abrupt ending. But again, I I can't tell you how it should end. Mm. Um, it just felt like oh okay, and he's off to save. Let me actually, what I probably would have thought Connor would be that he would have ended um, with another example where um, humans would help themselves or they progress unaided by outsiders. So for me, it was just weird that he's gone into and that mm. and here comes Superman, he'll save us. So it's back to that mm. kind of thing that I guess what Megan's saying well, is it's that deliberate. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, I mean, it hasn't been learnt yet by, well, you know, but people, this is something that Superman has to, I guess maybe instill, um, yeah. To the people of Earth, that you know, he'll be there. I'll be there for the tornadoes. I'll be there for the earthquakes, but I can't be there for everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But how about yeah. you? What did what did you make of it? I like it. I mean, I yeah. I think it's a classic. It's a aspect of the character I really like. Mm. I like seeing it explored. Uh, again, oh, Superman's boring. He has no flaws or whatever. I think this is always a mm. interesting you know, thing for him to sort of balance and think about. Oh, yeah, there were um, plenty of things, yeah, beyond the fact that he's, you know, really powerful and he could, can make a planet and all that. I mean, yeah. you still get a lot of interest from him because of the fact that he's so powerful. Like, we've just seen. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, I don't running. see it as a detriment. No. You know? yeah. um, I mean, so the, Elias Magan himself said in the interview, uh he was told because this was his first Superman story, mm-hmm. and this is this is what got him the job writing Superman. And right. you know, everyone was telling him like Denny O'Neill and stuff was like, "Oh, Superman's the hardest character to write," and he ends up finding it really easy. And for him, he said, "Superman's not about power; it's about a choice and what you do when you have all that power." And yeah. it's, it's about That's all the morals g- and ethics. Yeah, it's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, a, a great. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, uh, you can also have really cool punch-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you try to love so, those punch Yeah. Mongo, so, you know, um, that was cool. And I guess I could read his... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Please do. So uh, this is me asking about, like, if it was meant to be a deconstruction. And he said, uh, as for what can one man do, which is, I think, might have been the original title, I'm not sure. Uh, being a deconstruction of Superman, I would say no, not at all, quite the opposite. Rather than a deconstruction, I intended it as a reconstruction of the character, and as such, I set up a more sophisticated and updated approach. This was my first Superman story, the only one I wrote that didn't involve Clark Kent, but focused exclusively on the primary character. I like to think that pretty much all of my subsequent Superman stories, and many by other writers who succeeded me, either reacted to or directly addressed the questions that my most seminal Superman story posed. So yeah, Mm. Uh, reconstruction is a... Neat way of looking at it. Yeah. Just sort of like updating the character for the times. You know? Yes. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to, to look at it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's not a sex pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't, I think that dis, I think that discussion was off air, so that's going to go. Off, <laughs> that's going to go over everyone's head. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, go, what? <laughs> when, did, when did we talk about that? Yeah. Uh, but next we come back to Denny O'Neill. Ah, yes. Yeah, just the issue before this, I think, is when he finished his run. Maybe. Okay. Actually, no, yes. it was a few issues before this. I think. Okay. But anyway. So this is the private life of Clark Kent backup. I don't believe this is the first issue, but it is uh, like it was an ongoing backup for a while. And I love, mm-hmm. love the idea of having a backup dedicated to just Clark Kent. I think it's Yeah, great. it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Um, so story by Teddy O'Neill, art by uh, Kurt Swan. Uh, let, me, yeah. let me read the credits online because that's hard to... Yeah, Penciler, Kurt Swan, Inca Murphy Anderson, editor Julia Schwartz. Yeah. So we're back back with uh, baby killing Denny O'Neill. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Terrible mother. Poor mum. Yeah. Yeah. So Artific- Artificial mum. Yeah. It's a neat little story, I guess. I mean, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very, it's a very short, compact kind of story. Yeah, about Clark's travails. Yeah, I mean, it's set up nicely at the beginning. Um, you know, with the who? Who is she? Uh, one so of the colleagues. She's, she's the secretary. Secretary. The, yeah. So the whole idea is her brother is involved with a gang. There's meant mm-hmm. to be a gang war, and Clark's like, "What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> gang war in Metropolis? That's ridiculous." But yeah. Um. So Clark's like, "All right, well, you know, me and Jimmy will help." Jimmy's like, "You know, I can talk to him because he's he's young. He's yeah, he's on young. the same wavelength." Clark isn't. Absolute square, yeah, <laughs> and, and it shows in this issue that he is a square. Like he is not, he is not hit with the kids. That's for sure. No, yeah, you know he knows that. We all know it, uh, which is great. Yeah. And uh, so, but the reason, so it starts off because he's a TV anchorman. Yeah, and he's talking about like you know something must be done to halt the right the rising tide of crime mm-hmm. amongst youngsters. I mean. Amongst youngsters tells you, like, you know, experience. <laughs> the secretary is like, oh, you know, he talks about stuff he has no idea about. And it turns yeah. out her brother is in this gang, which we mentioned. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Clark and Jimmy offer to help. And she's like, oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, and so, I mean, we get the first instance of Clark's dorkiness, I guess. And a little bit, again, Connor of my potential social commentary on the effects of tobacco. That's what I thought. I. Um, May I thought it was just supposed to be funny. I mean, well, it, it is. It is funny, right? Okay, uh, yeah. Because he does say, like, if if I had human lungs, they'd be curdled. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, he's quite impressionable to to young readers. Quite, but he is an odd. That, that's a very good point. Very good yeah. point, actually. But it's. I find everything about that sequence hilarious. His face um, is hilarious. I don't too. get it. Why fill your body with humes from a weed? <laughs> Maybe there's a thrill <laughs> I'd be missing. And, like, just yeah. the way he's thinking while he's smoking this pipe. Um, oh, yeah, and he's sucking <laughs> sucking it in. Like, you can see his lips kind of, uh, kind of really sucking it in. Um, um, but that was funny. Uh, I thought that was a little funny interlude. Um and that that's and and he's in what is he in? He's got a cravat on. Yes, this is, it's an odd. 
It's like, like a bedrobe, bathrobe or something. It's like, like a deliberate outfit choice because he's smoking the pipe. Like, yeah, yeah, he's so. dressed up. He's dressed up for the occasion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what I think there's a little something to be said about how I think I think a lot of writers these days, and I was thinking about this when I was watching because I watched Superman the movie a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. I was noticeably less down on it than I was. Uh, when we did it for the show, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm okay with the the spending twelve years in an igloo. In fact, I've completely turned around on that. I think it's great. I love it. Like yeah. one eighty. I still don't like wax and the ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's still a big thing. But anyway, there's a scene where you know Clark is like. So that do you remember the scene where Clark and Lois get mugged in the alleyway? Yeah, yeah, and he and he holds a, he grabs. Yeah, a bullet. Lois like kicks him and he shoots her, but he catches the bullet. Yeah, but there's this whole thing where Clark's giving the speech, like maybe you should turn over a new leaf and. Mm. Oh, know, the um, like the that. smoking, the smoking. No, no, no when no. He's, talking to, he's talking to the mugger. Oh, That's okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can turn over a new leaf and stuff, and then that, yeah. like, it doesn't work. He just cocks the gun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of writers today would have that speech work. Yeah. Which bugs me. I, f- I think there's like to be said about like Clark's inherent goodness and being able to just not quite relate to some people. Yeah. And that's what I got from this story. Like, uh, I, I just kind of like how like, you know, Superman can give great speeches, but I don't like how they just have a tendency to work all the time now. Mm. But it's like, you know, like here it, it works in this issue, but he also gets hit on the back of the head by people it doesn't work on. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, there's there's also on the flip side as well. Like you see, and, you know, I guess it was a lot more desensitized um, back in the day about mm. basically death. I mean, so you got the guy in that Superman movie. You got the mugger, of course. I mean, he's, you know, this is a guy that we don't know the back history for, but, yeah, he's he's okay to pull a trigger and kill someone that's and same, true and same over here they're like there's one of the goons keeps on saying just pull the trigger kill him and i'm reading it you know with kind of modern a modern lens on going mm. holy crap these are cold-hearted killers <laughs> like you know um but yeah i i guess that the impression of like a criminal would be oh yeah, someone that has a gun and that will stab you or, or or shoot you. Whereas today it's kind of like that's kind of like a oh god, and that's pretty extreme. That's uh, true. I guess the our view of like you know criminal motivations is often I think plus the general mm. I like to think yep. that the value of human life has gone up mm. a bit. Um, not for everyone, obviously. Yeah. Oh but yeah, no, I, I get your point. Yeah, maybe. People yeah. would be a bit more receptive these days to, hey, do you really want to kill someone? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I also get your point as well yeah. of that, like, you know, Superman, a speech like this would have worked, you know, a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. It would have been a, um, a it's nice been way. easy out sometimes. Yeah. I was about, uh, I, was, I was trying to avoid that. But yeah, exactly. As you say, an easy way out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, safe option. Um, yeah. We get a little bit of a, I don't know, nice little hip. Lingo from Jimmy as he opens well, the Jimmy door. Jimmy gets beaten up. <laughs> he does. They they went for me like I was a set of drums. <laughs> they were a yeah. bunch of Ringo stars. That's classic. Oh That's... god. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if people talk like this or if Daddy O'Neill's out of touch, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, a bit of both, maybe. Um So he was gonna show up as Superman and presumably beat them to a pulp. I'm kidding. Mm. 
No, it's not the page <laughs> <but, um, laughs> yeah. But he decides to go as Clark Kent. Mm. Yes, and he's like, for a change, I'll play it people style. After all, we're on Earth. Do as Earthmen do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good on you, Clark. How do you feel about? I mean, I know Darren Neal's a bit of a different mm. Superman writer, I guess, because we know like his real life opinions on the character. Um, mm. I still think he does a really good job writing him. But do you prefer like? a Superman that's a bit alien and isolated, or do you prefer the Superman that's basically just one of the guys, kind of like modern? Um, I think I think you can probably, I think you can have both. I mean, in the sense mm-hmm. that Superman, like the Superman, that, that kind of persona yeah, can be seen as alien, and, and then you have Clark kind of melding and being very human. Is yeah. that kind of what you're asking? Or like... I mean, um, I, I don't have a preference one or the other. I, I just see them both working for the different alter egos of, of Superman or Clark. I think it's just uh, these days uh, people have a lot of emphasis on that Clark is basically human. He just happened to come from Krypton, yeah. whereas in older stories like this, like he... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, He's he very sort much of, an alien. He identifies as Kryptonian yeah, as yeah. opposed to Earth. I mean, I, I, I don't I, have a particular preference. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, I like the idea. I can't remember what I was reading. Uh, I don't think it, it wasn't this issue. But, yeah, it, that kind of popped in my head as well. It's like, oh, cool. It's like he's essentially he's essentially human, right, because he was born he, like he was here. born and raised here, but he just so happens to have a different physiology. So I kind mm-hmm. of I, I like that aspect of it because it's, it's um, you know, nature-nurture. Um, he's he's grown up as a human. So, yeah. what is he? He's a human. A good uh, example is Australia's former favourite son, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no preference. I I, I just I, I like the um, I like when they do bring it up, like when they kind of emphasise it a little. That's good. I always I, I like him being a little bit isolated. Yeah, I think that created a lot of uh, relatability. For a lot of people, of the idea of that that you're a bit isolated from everyone else, mm. um, which I think we all feel like that sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know? That would appeal um, definitely to, to, so to some. That's one of the things that's always appealed about the character to me. So seeing him mm. like with a family and stuff is like one of the reasons a bit less appealing. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you see, he's just like a normal guy, you know. Yeah. Whereas you see, the appeal for me for the the flip side is that whole sense of identity. And for me, being someone who has, a, like, essentially a Filipino background in Australia, mm. how I identify myself, I identify myself as Australian, you know? Although people yeah, go, oh, hang on, you're not Aussie. So, well, yeah, I am. Mm. So, I, so similar to Superman, I would identify myself as human, like if I was Superman. That's I, true. Yeah. So yeah. A, a different appeal, like, you know. But I, in no way, I mean, I do love the the feeling isolated as well because that is a great kind of theme to to pick up on um yeah, yeah and and i think nearly everyone can can associate with that to some extent yeah yeah, yeah not saying i'm a special snowflake like i'm not like anyone you know but uh <laughs> okay. well or just i don't know just like the lonely outsider feel that he has yeah. sometimes um, oh, and like you know and as yeah. you said like even now there's like you know uh, people will look at him and say he's not yeah. one of us, despite the fact that he basically is. Mm. So yeah. it is—it's it's such a great kind of um, allegory, isn't it? Because mm. 
it is an extreme. I mean, you'd even have people, you know, just for example, such as myself, who, you know, can identify with that issue of of identity. But then, how would I? How would I truly feel if there was this being that could do all this stuff? Like, I'd be, there, there's a sense of you'd be scared. It's similar to like kind of like the mutants, right? Yeah. There's um. There's that discrimination because, like, you know, they can't, you know, you can't be one of us because you can do all this stuff and you're slightly you scary. Out of your eyes. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're scary. Yeah. So there's that fear that kind of comes into it as well. This crazy guy shooting lasers out of his eyes and screaming Gene every two seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining train stations. Yeah. Gene. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and, like, I guess that's to go still on topic but that's one of the reasons i kind of liked batman v superman is mm-hmm. it showed that people liked him but a lot of people didn't like him and were yeah. scared of him mm. which people really didn't respond to but i i like that as opposed to everyone just embraces superman immediately mm. i just never felt that would be sincere like i think it works for old comics but if you're trying to do something oh. new i think that's a bit of a stretch of disbelief to believe yeah the people of our planet today would be like oh look there's this dude flying around in other yeah. countries doing this stuff i think you know it would cause a bit of a oh they controversy deeply um, suspicious and and fearful you know? everyone is so suspicious and fearful yeah. these days yeah. yeah you know and i'm not i'm not saying that like that's a problem no um, it, just, it just yeah you know but yeah anyway uh, this will be interesting stuff to talk about when you eventually do talk about BBS in eight years. So. <laughs> but uh, back to this. He gets yeah. into the neighborhood. Uh, really nice panel that's like all dingy. Yeah. Like no colors. Uh, it really kind of exemplifies, I think, I don't know, the lighting of the street or something. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, he's confronting these thugs um oh, God, yeah. the so look i mean i get i get it's the 70s i get this is years ago yeah i've always found uh when denny o'neill's trying to do like like young tough guys or something when he's trying to do like grounded like oh, one yeah. of the reasons that denny o'neill's superman is one of my favorite denny o'neill things is because it's not like it's it's larger scale Mm. it's not trying to be too socially conscious and stuff like that. Like it's, yeah. it's more about the character of Superman and what's happening to him mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause that whole arc is about, he's sort of slow losing his powers and there's like a mysterious sand Superman that's following him oh. and his, his battles and that are all really like fantastical and stuff, you know, <laughs> it's a great run. Um, but then Denny O'Neill's like green arrow, green lantern is like this really socially conscious, run which was like groundbreaking at the time you know yeah uh but for me it doesn't hold up it is so corny (laughs) and cheesy there's like a part where green lantern is like i don't know like a black guy like it implies (laughs) he's he's racist or something right because he's like a cop and then green arrows sidekick gets addicted to speed or no (laughs) heroin and it's just really like cheesy and hammy and like it was the 70s yeah and like you know it was important to explore these things at the time and i i get that but you know it's it doesn't hold up as much as his other stuff that's just 
more about adventure and character and romp than yeah trying yeah. to tackle these big <laughs> ideas yeah. uh yeah it's, it's not just him like a lot of writers are like that you know but yeah this was a bit like that for me um like when these young <laughs> kids were talking to clark i was a bit like oh <laughs> oh this is hilarious i thought like just from there yeah, just the way that this tough talk that they speak. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did talk like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who I th- knows? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think Clark comes off well because, as I said, he's a square and he's a nerd. So, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not hip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's with the rumble action anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you heard that one out with white bucks? What the hell, Clark? What the hell are you saying? Clark's talking like he's in a pamphlet or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez. No, that's funny. It, it, no, it's great. So they, they obviously, they keep on picking up, uh, picking on him. Um, but Clark really reproaches him, you know, um, and he actually calls out. Young uh, man. <laughs> yeah. But he calls out Bick, you know, because he, he recognises him earlier. Yeah. Um, and it directly kind of tries to convince him. And, and Bick is, is faltering. Like he he's, seems because he's new, so he's not as yeah. Into the other guys, the other guys hit him on the back of the head, which I like. oh they wind <laughs> they wind up and, and yeah, although Superman, yeah. he said I could probably known that they would hit me or you know, um, he's still got to play the role of yeah, he just lies down. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. So oh, and this is the, the even worse bit. <laughs> then the guy goes to Bick. Like this guy on the ground, defenseless. Like he take the gun. Oh no, he's he's asking him to shoot the cop, right? Yeah, uh, it's like their initiation, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. Jesus Christ, is this Gotham? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like you know, this kind of thing like yeah, the Penguins gang would do or something. Yeah. This crime is quite. It's quite extreme. Superman, I think you've been off planet a bit too much. It's time to look at the old home, home turf. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> clean up the streets if this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, Bick opposes them when when he says, "I well, can't." Yeah, that, that's a bit too far for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, but I mean, as in, what I found interesting because these guys were so cutthroat. I, I was just expecting them to kill Bick, you know. Yeah. Afterwards, but he manages to persuade them. Otherwise, at least, um, at least to accept that he is going to try to persevere. Like yeah, he, he's trying. Gang, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he tries to let them know you can, you know, you can turn around too. We can all do it, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> I find it a bit. I find it a bit odd that he convinces that Rick convinces them. Yep. Uh, it seems a bit abrupt. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. I, I get. I get Rick's conversion. Yeah, like that works for me. But oh no, like, that works. man, I got to have some thinking. Me too, and they all walk off. That is very abrupt. I, d- yeah. I don't know. He's he's got. He's got some psychic telepathic abilities. He's he's kind of mind control. <laughs> mind and control. This, this is also eight pages as well. So yeah, yeah, very quick. Uh, but you know, uh, I still liked it. It's a great idea. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate the attempt to sort of do this stuff. Um, yeah, me too. I I like the idea to focus on Clark and it's, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, me. yeah. And, you know, they might not all hit the mark, but this was a good example. Well, um, I mean, I'd love to read more. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's it's like Superman, um, not even Superman needs violence. Um, yeah, there was violence involved. They did hit him, but it was the whole thing. 
abruptly, albeit abrupt, um, was handled just with yeah. words. So, yeah. And, you know, Superman having to problem solve just as Clark Kent is always yeah. really cool oh, to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I like just the alter egos. Just you, mm. you get a bit more of their story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which is why I really want to read that Up, Up and Away, which is apparently, like, just Clark Kent. Okay. He has no powers. Uh, yeah, see... So- it might be like even stories like a Clark Kent following a, a story, you know, mm. that he's covering. That that would be a lot of fun, you know. Where it's not because we've got all the action, we've got all the superhero things in with Superman. Yeah. Um, but to have Clark, it just expands what you can do with a character. Didn't we have that story where he was investigating I'm, that missing person? I'm getting yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm getting glimpses of that in my head as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real downer, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but, oh, again, such a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah different, different definitely. Story. It's yeah. good to change things up. Um, so, yeah, this is like an ongoing backup. Uh, Dave says this stuff is really good. Uh, he's read, like, he's read, I think he's read all of Elliot S. Magan's run. Okay. And I think he's read, he's read heaps of The Private Life of Clark Kent, I think, unless I'm getting mixed up. But, okay. Uh, yeah, this stuff's all supposed to be really good. So, nice. I love it to be collective. You know, uh, I mean, mm. the, the main story here must have be a Superman that's been collected, but yeah. that's not some Bronze Age Superman stuff besides Teddy O'Neill's run, which is great. Worth picking up for everyone, I think, but yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah uh, so we're not going to cover the next one because um, that's just a reprint. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it is it is uh, the, the Superman of the future that's kind of weak to the pollution of the water uh it's mm-hmm. like of those stories and we have actually covered i believe the part after this in superman 248 but yeah uh, it's, yeah. it's worth reading like it's fun that little you know yeah just a, a little different kind of superman yeah and like written uh a few years before this so the writing's quite different but mm-hmm. yeah 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 so private yeah. life of clark kent so uh I guess we'll rate the issue. I feel like we should just rate it like the main story, though. Yeah, yeah, just the main story, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, you want to go first or myself? Um, I'll go first. Yep. Uh, I'm going to... So, as when we do older comics, I adjust my mm-hmm. scale for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, using a Bronze Age scale right oh. now. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably give this like a nine out of okay. ten. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's one of my favorite Bronze Age Superman stories. Like, there's certain aspects are a bit dated, sure, but I am mm. such. I think the way Superman's written and the questions it poses and how it affects his character going forward, I think it's a classic. Yep. I think every Superman fan should read it, mm-hmm. or everyone who wants to know about Superman should read it. Um. Yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's like probably the third or fourth time I've read it because I've covered it on Single Doom before with Dave. They've read it heaps. I think Dave said it's one of his favourite stories. So Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is like the Bronze Age stuff that I'm really into. And it also comes with Superman in space and oh, yes. problem solving. And spores. Yeah, you know, creative solutions to various problems. So, yeah, it's just everything I want in an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'd give it a, I'd give it a seven, I think, out of ten. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I can't go right. The art, artwork is, is faultless. I mean, Kurt Swan, it's just like yeah. slipping on a glove. Um, the the idea, the concepts of the story were really cool. Um, I, I thought they were great. Um, yeah. To see the Green Lantern, uh, Guardians of the Universe and, and Oa, that was nice. And, and to see the awesomeness of Superman's power of creating a small planet, I still can't get my head around that. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, kind of mitigating mm. like the destruction of an earthquake was re- yeah really really interesting really cool stuff um yeah the the villages and and the thing <laughs> setting wasn't my cup of tea but yeah. you know I understand what that was all in aid of um, so yeah I mean, yeah even even if like uh, even if like you're not ready it super highly like I think it's just a story that's important to read. You know, mm. like just yeah. for pure knowledge sake and where things sort of came from. Um, well, it, it's certainly, I guess, discussing like with you the context of it mm-hmm. and and um, what it means in relation to you know what came later. Um, yeah. that certainly has enhanced my appreciation of the issue. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's really good to read it knowing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I I am glad you have read it for just you yeah. know. Good piece of Superman history, comics history. Uh, yeah, yeah. And my but my favorite part of the issue was Quark smoking the pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comedy uh, gold. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was comedy gold. Yeah, and what he was wearing. So yeah. we do have feedback. Oh, excellent. Uh, first beat feedback is from Dave. Uh, ah. Great, great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah. And then uh, from our friend Patrick, Patrick D. Ryle, uh, I hadn't reread this in years, and my thoughts on this one are too complex to throw together right now. I will just look forward to hearing for what you – I'll just look forward to hearing what you two think. Oh, right, thank cool. you, Patrick. Yeah, Don't I mean – me think for you, but yeah. <laughs> but totally agree. I mean, there, there are some really nice uh, things to dive into for this story, yeah. like themes and concepts, really good. Uh, and then from WizFizz, uh, I really like how the story is more about Superman having a panic attack than laying out a concrete answer to the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really liked that. It's uh, a great way of putting it. Yeah, posing the question <laughs> and not answering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it out there. Yeah, that, yeah. it is good. Yeah. Because I think if it had a concrete answer, then I think it wouldn't have had the oh, impact. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You've got to keep it ambiguous. Um, Because I think it is also like I don't think there is a good answer. No, no, (laughs) no. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say because it involves like six billion people. Yeah, and you're not going to get a a straightforward answer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. um, Yeah. No. No. Thank you, Fizzwiz. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Elliot S. Magan's great. I, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed all his issues. You know, he's always he's always shooting high, you know, which I like. Mm. Um, I think I was reading that he wrote uh, an essay about Superman as, like, a mythological figure comparing oh, okay. him to Achilles, which I find, which I'll be oh. really interest, interested to read because uh, some people might know, like, Achilles is, you know, a subject of interest to me mm-hmm. so yeah uh, i'd like to i'd like to read that at some point um yeah. but yeah 
Good. So next week, oh, not next week, Ooh. our next episode is episode 100. Big 100. Wow. And for that, is... yeah, we are, we're going to be talking about a couple of things, but the issues mm. we will be covering are Superman Beyond 1 and 2, the final crisis tie-in. <sighs> Juicy. Mm, very juicy. Uh, lots to talk about. I've <laughs> I've read them before. Oh yes. I am going to read them with a bit more context this time because okay. I will be reading at the at the uh, recommendation of Adam. I'll be reading Multiversity and a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, disclaimer: I have not read Final Crisis though, but Ray may have by the time. I'm, yeah, record, I may have. So. They call it the seven books, seven issues. Yeah. Well, I've got to get some context as well. Can't go in blind, so. Uh, well, I did, and I was fine. Okay. So, okay. Well, that's well, that's encouraging as well. It's it's a bit of a starts off in the middle of things, but it's not like, you know, mm. I think you'd be fine. But um, okay. go ahead and read it if you want. Like, I'm not stopping you. Uh, yeah. Well, we can both have different contexts for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, um, well until next time. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, do you? Because I don't. Uh, oh. I was say, don't uh, smoke too many pipes. Well, yeah, keep off that wacky tobacco. <laughs> uh, peace. See ya. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.